the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fall, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A British-Iranian woman jailed in Tehran for more than three years has begun a hunger strike to protest her detention. Her husband, Richard Ratcliffe, says he'll be holding his own vigil outside Iran's London embassy. She sent in a letter to the judiciary saying that enough was enough and that she was starting a hunger strike um, and requesting to be uh, unconditionally released, were her words. Ratcliffe says his wife will refuse food but will drink water until she's granted unconditional release. Former Ohio GOP Congressman Jim Renacci says he's not a big fan of opposing terrorists, but he says they're working for President Trump. I'm uncomfortable with terrorists, but I appreciate what you're doing, using them as a negotiating tool. And that's what uh, that's why he's getting so much accomplished with some of these countries, because he has that tool to use and he's using it. Renacci telling the Salem Radio Network that the president is addressing issues such as border security and immigration issues being ignored by Congress. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager sees a huge trend that leads to a crumbling society. Four in ten American children are now born to unmarried mothers, up from about 5%, that's 1 in 20, in 1960. I would say the majority of people under 40 would respond so what? The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock. It's your headliner, the Northern Alliance Radio Network's own Mitch Berg, coming up next right here on The Patriot. But let's take a look at your weather for the rest of the day. High of 75. Showers are going to last throughout today and tonight. A low of 57 tonight. Tomorrow, more showers and a high of 69. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The bright, shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network going on 16 years, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio. Ergo, dominating Twin Cities media. I'm Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, going on for just just about an old, old hound dog's age here right now. I'm zipping through my opening patter here because uh, the big story of the week here, as has happened more than a few times over the last uh, 15 and a half years of doing this broadcast, is happening in the Twin Cities blogosphere. To, uh, Fifth District Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, 
uh, has is is under a certain amount of fire, uh, although you'd never know it from the Twin Cities media. And and with us to talk about that, the person who, yet again, I have to compliment on doing all the heavy lifting on reporting this story. A long time ago, former co-host of the Northern Alliance, Scott Johnson from PowerlineBlog.com. Scott, thanks for coming on with me on short notice today. Oh, Mitch, it's my pleasure, and I really I appreciate your interest and your kind words. Oh, absolutely. And, and by the way, it's not just kindness in saying that that uh, you have done sterling work. Uh, I mean, part of it is a compliment. Part of it is a statement of alarm. You have done all the reporting that's actually gotten done on this story. Uh, a conservative blogger has done all the actual heavy lifting on the story of Ilhan Omar's seeming, I don't even know the, the, the term to use for it. We'll come back to that, Scott Johnson. But there was, there was some bombshell uh, smoking gun, if you will, documents released this past week. Uh, you were right on top of it. I was also clued in to, on, on it uh, slightly after the fact by some people involved in the issue. Uh, t- tell us what we know so far about Ilhan Omar and her her rather confused, mixed-up legal status over the last few years. In the last few years, I was going to say, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a difficult question, but where I came in on the story was in August of 2016. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I didn't know who, who Ilhan Omar was. I'd never heard of her before she won her primary against the 22-term incumbent, Phyllis Kahn, in the district that now includes Little Mogadishu in August of 2016. And the thing that got my attention at that point, aside from the, you know, demise, political demise of this progressive heroine, uh, Phyllis Kahn, was the Star Tribune headline on the story was like, Dewey defeats Truman for this state legislative race that was going to give the winner the right to serve in the minority of the Minnesota House, which which is, you know, the, the true definition of nullity is being a member of the minority party and the Minnesota House of Representatives. <laughs> yep. But I, I was interested in the story because it, it represented the changing demographics of that district. But I and really, that's what I wrote on Powerline was something to that effect. And then I got a tip from a Somali source to look at this Somali site that suggested that Ilhan Omar was married to two men, one of whom was her brother. And I did what I could to check it out uh, over the next day or two, and I wondered how to do it. I found an online Minnesota marriage database and input Ilhan Omar's name, and her name pulled up two marriages uh, that corresponded to the names and dates that uh, were on this Somali spot site. So I thought, wow, that's interesting. And I forwarded an email with questions. Looking at her, her campaign site, at Ilhan Omar's campaign site, I saw that she advertised husband number one of the two as, uh, as her husband and the father of her children and it made no mention of the one to whom she was legally married, according to the information that I had pulled up on this database. And so I sent an email to that effect to her campaign spokesman who said, we'll get back to you this afternoon. And later that night, I got an email back from a criminal defense attorney accusing me of bigotry and wanting a Somali woman not to be elected to the state legislature, both of which were complete BS lies. Right. Uh, and and it was without a response to my, my questions and saying, I knew who the lawyer was from covering the the uh, case against the ten men charged with wanting to join ISIS. She represented one of the ten, and it was like you know I was supposed to be scared that I was getting a message from a lawyer 
<laughs> but I knew who she, I knew who she was, and I'm an attorney. And she ended by saying, "If you have any further questions, send them to me." You know, like that—that's supposed to be a scary thing, right? And I did—I did have follow-up questions, but of course, I never got responses. And I, I just—I just posted the story then, as I had gotten it to that point on Powerline that night, and it kind of took off from there. And you know, by next week, by a week later, it was in the Star Tribune. And and she's never sat for an interview about it. She Ilhan Omar, you know, you know, she's got a problem of some serious kind when she quits talking, right? Because otherwise she won't shut up. And she quit talking this past week uh, over a story related to this, where I came in three years ago, Mitch. And I, I don't know, is that enough background to that, get into the latest? That's plenty of background, and and I believe the latest uh, kicks off with uh, this one of this show's heroes, uh, Representative Steve Draskowski from Mazeppa, who 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 smelled a rat and uh, began and it uh, triggered an investigation that led to the campaign finance board, which I believe is where this story heats up again. Scott, I, have I gotten that correct so right. far? You, you are completely correct. And I always thought that investigation involved penny-ante violations of state campaign finance law by, you know, a candidate who pro- was probably relatively broke and uh, defraying personal expenses with campaign funds, which is illegal. And that's what proved to be the case, although the, the, the investigation went on for a year and includes a, a huge, what's now a huge file, 212 filings. Uh, generated in this campaign finance board investigation with an order that came out a week ago this past Thursday that coincidentally found, going back to my story of 2016, that Omar filed two years of joint tax returns in 2014 and 2015 with husband number one, whom she had never legally married, while she was married to yet another man who may or may not be her brother. So I would say that's a bombshell. And I always thought that she treated her marriage to husband number two as a sham. And these tax returns go further to that effect. And they're the kind of like definitive documentary proof of something being haywire that should really draw the attention of serious reporters to what seems to be a big story about a person who's become an intergalactic superstar in the meantime. So uh, it's funny, the Star Tribune's first story on Representative Grazkowski's, the order entered in in the complaint he'd filed, omitted any mention of the tax return issue. And I would say not because he saw something of interest and wanted to protect Representative Omar, but because the reporter is a combination of lazy and not very attentive. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is not news. If you, I mean, at least part of the tribal tradition of being a Twin Cities conservative is observing the 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 the, the kid gloves with which the media treats. Uh, whomever the current progressive it boy or it girl is. For example, we've both watched Esme Murphy paint Amy Klobuchar's toes on the air on their Sunday morning show, whereas if it's, say, someone like Tom Emmer or or uh, or or, uh, or uh, uh, Tim Johnson, uh, she acts like she's she's one of the prosecutors at Nuremberg. I mean, the double standard is amazing. But here, the, the part where I jumped into this story this week is I was forwarded uh, a, a uh, communication from 
from from Ilhan Omar's crisis manager uh, referring to a local Penn Goldfarb. Now I don't know how many co- Congress people have crisis uh, PR managers uh, out there, but but Ilhan Omar does. She's kept up with the Joneses. Ben Goldfarb, uh, Ben Goldfarb's email to uh, Lois Olson, who by the way is a local human uh, local uh, human political news aggregator, uh, did I think all of us a great service by passing this email on. Uh, I don't. I think he. Mitch, prob- may, may I stop you there? You may. You know th- this. This is something that I. I posted those emails. I am the person who um, discovered them. Yes. They are docket number 35 in the, I mean, I discovered them in, in the file that had been compiled by the Minnesota Campaign Finance Board. So the credit for them goes to this investigation, yes. but they're sitting in this file unreported. Yes. Uh, and I, p- I picked up a copy of the file on CD from the Campaign Finance Board on Monday morning and, and have been plowing through it since then and posting a series of items on Powerline called from the mixed up files of Rep. Ilhan Omar. And I think that was the first one I put up. It's number two and four in that series yes. in which I, I took the PDF of emails produced by the Omar campaign committee to the board in connection with the investigation. And there is they they are the emails exchanged by the Omar campaign crisis committee <laughs> responding to the crisis committee the crisis being my power line post yes <laughs> so it's not very pleasant reading about myself from these left wing lunatics emails that's right but uh, but but there is is Ben Goldfarb's emailing saying we got to reach out to Blois Olson to get him to squash this story like we do with the Star Tribune yes. It, it was right there in black and email. white. Yeah, exactly. I posted it on Powerline uh, last uh, Tuesday. I, I, on my way to this wedding, I think maybe on Wednesday. Yep. I mean, I'm speaking to you from Miami at a, at a family wedding. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there it is. If anyone is, is interested in it, I put up the the PDF of the entire email file, 44 pages, I think. That's uh, right. And I, I have, uh, I will be posting a link to your entire crazy mixed up files series. Uh, it gets I'm not done yet, Mitch. By oh, the way, oh yeah, we caught. I'm I, not done yet. <laughs> I, I caught the cliffhanger there. And by the way, one of the most interesting uh, pieces of documentation you came up with, which almost gets lost in the shuffle, because there's quite a shuffle in those six parts of your crazy mixed up files series, which I'll be linking to shortly here. But the one of them was where one of her marriage was apparently officiated by. A, a female Muslim mullah, uh, no, which no. I didn't know no, existed, no. Scott Johnson. No, I'm, minister. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's I know. Alicia <laughs> Harris, minister. And she, in fact, she's a, she's the minister of a Christian church uh, or of something. That's, that's, the, that's the legal marriage to husband number two. Yeah. No, I, I'm being completely tongue-in-cheek and facetious. Of course, there's no such I'm thing sorry. as a female cleric in the Islamic faith. I'm sorry. No problem. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I've completely lost perspective on this whole thing, Mitch, and I'm interested in talking to people who know anything about it because my frustrations with the non-coverage of the story by the local media over the last three years has it has been very difficult uh, to, uh, you know, it's made it difficult to keep a balance and maintain some perspective and write about it with a kind of detached 
spirit of inquiry that I think it really properly demands. So exactly, yeah, I lost and, my sense of humor somewhere along the way. You know, you know, Scott, it's okay. It's it's. I perfectly understand. My sense of irony is lost on people uh, second or third head. Believe me, I, I, I it's not the first time I run into this. <laughs> However, there's a very serious. I mean, funny as that is, there is a very serious point to this. There are people out there, especially in our in our Republican Party, who think the problem is that she's a, a, a Muslim. That's not it. Uh, I don't think. Uh, it, Issues of her faith tradition may play into it in some ways. Uh, That may be the big problem, or the big problem that she's basically a Chicago politician lost in Minnesota in her own way because progressivism is a much bigger threat, in my humble opinion. The biggest problem here is the fact that to have a functional democracy, you have to have a media and institutions like the media and the FBI, et cetera, that you can actually trust to do their jobs, to do their jobs dispassionately and and detached from their own... uh, point of view in a story and this story like so many others like but 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 polished to a fine sheen here scott johnson is proof that we really can't trust the twin cities media to report on government in this town provided the government is the dfl whoever they are that's that's the scary part scott johnson um i hesitate as i say just because i've lost my perspective on this in, in frustration with what the star tribune has failed to do in, in this particular story for three years, I wrote Renee Sanchez, the editor of the Star Tribune. I was covering the congressional race uh, all last, you know, from June 17th when Omar was endorsed at the special endorsing convention through Election Day. And in August, a week before the primary, I wrote Renee Sanchez. And I said, you know, there's serious candidates opposing Ilhan Omar. You've done your core DFL readers in the 5th District a substantial disservice by failing to cover the issues that surround Representative, but uh, then, you know, State Representative Omar. And and I said, the real election is next week, and you haven't done anything to cover the issues regarding her marriages, which at this, this point, David Steinberg had written, I think, three huge investigative pieces for PJ Media, the anti-Semitism that she had put on display in the course of her otherwise um, zero-based zero term in the state legislature uh, was evident. I'd written about that on Powerline. I transcribed a, a pro-BDS speech that she'd given in the state legislature. So Renee Sanchez, the top dog on the newspaper side, not the non-business side of the Star Tribune, writes me back and says, oh, thanks for your message. I really appreciate it. He says, we've got plenty of time to get to these issues, you know, and and we will in due course, which I'm trying to figure out now, does he understand I'm saying there's a week left before the real election, or or does he not get it? <laughs> or or does he have a completely different set of motivations altogether? Uh, yeah. Really, I, what's the answer to that, Mitch? I don't know. Uh, if I if I had the answer to that, I wouldn't be doing weekend talk radio, Scott Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, thank you very much for joining us today. I'm, I'm way past my break, but this has been invaluable. It kicks off an hour of discussion of Ilhan Omar uh, perfectly. So uh, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, have a great time at the family wedding. Uh, give my regards to everyone who needs them. And uh, Thanks, Mitch. Thank you so much. Scott Johnson. I appreciate your interest, Mitch. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's Scott Johnson from PowerlineBlog.com. Also, back in the first year of the Northern Alliance, our co-host of this very broadcast. Uh, Much more on Ilhan Omar and more when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go, 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 go
Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your back. Yard. Well, I can't use my tube because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now, eh? No, Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by their truckload, so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Across America, it's snoring season. 90 million Americans make this sound every night. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Introducing an ingenious Australian invention called Mute. Mute is a comfortable nasal device that helps you breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. Put snoring season to bed, America. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income. And you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at getcash.com that's getcash.com getcash.com the world of business and investing is constantly changing how are you keeping up with all the info most likely you're not checking websites reading trade magazines making phone calls checking more websites and still not finding what you need to know that's where business 1440 steps in we're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape up to the minute business and investing news streaming now at twincitiesbusinessradio.com AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. This one is dedicated to... No, it's, it's a cheap shot. I can't, I can't go there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to stop the song, but I, it's just a George Strait song. What? It's a good song. It's a good song. Exes or perhaps merely cohabitants in a faith tradition. We don't know. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me. By the way, uh, thanks to Scott Johnson from PowerlineBlog.com. I'll be posting 
links to his series uh, from the crazy mixed-up files of Ilhan Omar uh, sometime later on the broadcast when I got a moment or two to spare to do uh, to get out to shotinthedark.info. Uh, because if you want to read actual reporting on the subject, you'll not get it from uh, the mainstream media. As uh, Scott pointed out and as uh, I, I pointed out myself, uh, during our interview here, the, the, the Twin Cities media has basically gone through just some amazing contortions to avoid uh, actually reporting the full scope of the story here. And Scott Johnson, as has been the case with more than a few uh, stories over the last 15 years, has been the only actual reporting you know, power line in general have been the only actual reporting on the subject you can find, at least here in the Twin Cities. Uh, as uh, Scott noted, uh, there are reporters outside the Twin Cities who are doing some serious uh, digging into this story. And of course, Steve Draskowski uh, has done yeoman's work in approaching this issue and, and surfacing this issue to the surfacing this issue to the campaign finance board. But this is the sort of stuff that the media is supposed to do. And they do, by the way, with great gusto, if it's ever a Republican. Of course, I don't know if you could find a Republican who behaves in this kind of way in the state of Minnesota, as, 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 as the paperwork would seem to show Ilhan Omar did. And by the way, since people on the left are fond of going straight for the ad hominem, since none of them can bring an argument that stands up to fact uh, beyond just a very, very few at the peak of the game, occasionally with a factoid or two. Uh, no, this is not an anti-Muslim thing. I, I, Islam, is there. there is a lunatic fringe in the Republican Party that believes that Islam is the enemy, Islam is the problem. I'm not a Muslim. I'm never going to be one. But at the heart of being a conservative is, is treating people as equal before God and the law. And that's the principle I live by. On the other hand, the pro and, and by the way, when you talk about threats to the United States, over the course of history, this country and its people have stood off threats from, A, the greatest empire the world has ever known, that would be the British, uh, twice, uh, from socialism at its peak, from fascism and Nazism at their respective peaks, from uh, from 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 from, uh, from I mentioned communism, yes, communism at its peak, such as it was. We beat back all those threats. We are invulnerable to threats from the outside. If we couldn't be beaten by the Nazis and the communists and the radical socialists of the 1890s through the 1910s, we're certainly not going to be beaten by uh, a 7th century ideology that can barely keep its own people fed and keeps half the population or more pretty decisively down with extreme prejudice in its most extreme form. That's never going to be a threat to us externally. Ilhan Omar's problem is not that she is a progressive. Excuse me, not that she's a Muslim. It's that she is a progressive. Progressivism is the one thing that can ever stand a chance to destroy this country by rotting it out from the inside. Anyway, Scott Johnson's done yeoman work in covering this story here because nobody else will. Uh, 
but I'm going to point out a couple of uh, pull out a couple of quotes from Scott Johnson's coverage in the mixed up files of Ilhan Omar, which will be posted shot in the dark here shortly. Coincidentally, he notes, as a result of the uh, investigation by the campaign finance board and related findings, we now learn that Ilhan Omar and husband number one filed joint tax returns. Uh, In 2014 and 2015, Scott commented on this when we spoke just a moment ago. This despite the fact she was never legally married to him and was married to uh, Elmi, uh, her first husband at the time, uh, second husband rather at the time. The joint tax returns nevertheless show that Omar treated husband number one, Ahmed Hersey, the father of her children, as her husband during her marriage to Elmi. Probably because the marriage to Elmi was a sh- Elmi, uh, husband number two, was a sham. This is something of a bombshell, Scott notes in a piece uh, from from uh, earlier this week, uh, June 6th, actually, late, uh, June 9th, I believe, 6th, June 6th, thank you very much. Small type, hard to read on the fly here. Uh, this is, of course, at powerlineblog.com. This should be considered as a bit of a bombshell, but he notes the Star Tribune covers up the news in Patrick Condon's, and I use Scott's term, idiotic story. Condon, and I quote, notes the campaign finance issues in states in passing that Omar set up a, quote, crisis committee to deal with the ruckus we, that'd be Powerline, raised about her marriages in 2016. As I, Scott Johnson, have frequently noted, Omar treated the basic question of fact as a public relations crisis. And it was good enough for the Star Tribune then, and it's good enough for the Star Tribune now. Uh, Condon puts it this way, quote, The crisis committee was set up to respond to never proven allegations that Omar had married her own brother as part of an immigration scheme, in the words of the board's report on the matter. Of course, it was never proven because the media is never going to attempt to prove anything against Ilhan Omar. Because if you stand up to the DFL in the 5th Congressional District, you're not going to be doing lunch in Minneapolis anymore. You're not going to get invited to the right cocktail parties for your (coughs) sourcing. See, being a journalist... For most reporters in Minneapolis and, let's be honest, St. Paul, anywhere in the 4th and 5th congressional districts, means staying on good terms with the people who are the sources of all of your information, which in the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, in Hennepin and Ramsey counties, means people who are in the DFL, people who are dependent on the DFL, people who cash checks from people who are in or members of or dependent on or accountable to people who are dependent on or accountable to the DFL at one level or another. And if you lose your sources, suddenly you're back to covering one car crashes in Shakopee for the Sun Sailor newspapers. It's much more fun being a reporter for a major market paper than, 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 than the suburban weeklies. And so, mum, they keep. Oh, we'll be back with much more. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Oh, 
Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. By the way, don't forget, standing up for Israel, coming up this December, go to am1280thepatriot.com. You can get yourself uh, off to the Holy Land with Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager, two of the finest hosts and tour guides you can ever run into, along with a group of bunch of your best friends here from the talk the world of uh, Salem Communications. Join there. I wish I could. Be kind of tied up this December. Lots going on. Speaking of uh, stuff going on right now, we're talking about Rep- Representative Ilhan Omar. We're 
getting some flack about Scott Johnson on Twitter, by the way, to which I can only respond. We'll talk about that later. It's one of Berg's lives, by the way, that anytime you you get into a discussion, I'll dignify it with the term debate, with your run-of-the-mill Twin Cities progressives, who, by the way, tend to to grow up and come up through a system where they never have to treat dissent from the right as anything but a cartoon because it's never presented as anything but a cartoon anywhere from elementary school through high school through the university system through uh, various vocational fields that are dominated by big left. They never have to deal with, with progressivism uh, or excuse me, conservatism as anything but the cartoon as which it was presented to them uh, earlier in life. And so when they run into conservatives like Scott Johnson, like John Hinderucker, like when I'm at the top of my game, yours truly, and the rest of the Northern Alliance who eat their lunch, who <laughs> pummel them uh, like like an overly tough steak and then step aside for a snack because they wouldn't have to work much of a sweat to do it, uh, they, well, it's actually Berg's, six, I believe, Berg's 16th law. Uh, you run of the mill Metropolitan progressive can't go more than one round of factoids with a conservative uh, without having to resort to the ad hominem, the deflection, the uh, the the two quoque, the illogical logical fallacies of one type or another. Um, we'll come back to that later here, perhaps. But we're talking about Scott Johnson's coverage of Ilhan Omar's uh, curious legal history over the last few years. By the way, I posted the link to Powerline uh, blog and Scott Johnson's series on uh, on Ilhan Omar at shotinthedark.info. It's the top post. It's called I Heard It on the Narn. Uh, further quoting from Scott Johnson, quote, the star- this is from a piece entitled Ilhan Omar Errors and omissions. The Star Tribune, this is from June 9th, by the way. The Star Tribune noticed that uh, Minnesota 5th District Representative Ilhan Omar filed illegal joint returns with Ahmed Hersey in 2014 and 2015 in yesterday's story. This is from uh, June 8th by Patrick Condon and Patrick Kulikan at the Strib. The illegal returns came to light in connection with the Minnesota Campaign Finance and Public Disclosure Board investigation of Omar for her misuse of campaign funds for personal purposes. Condon hadn't even mentioned the illegal returns in his, and again, I quote, idiotic story on the board's findings uh, this past Thursday. The Condon-Kulikan story expresses awareness of, quote, conservative critics of Omar and cites uh, our friend, this is Scott Johnson's, and for that matter, my friend Michelle Malkin's query, quote, time to get federal IRS officials involved. They also quote Michelle, uh, quote Michelle's question, Michelle Malkin's question that might have been addressed to the uh, Star Tribune, quote, what say you all, without naming Powerline, the story cites Powerline as, quote, the conservative blog, end quote, that fomented the crisis inducing expenditures by Omar's, quote, crisis committee for Omar's personal benefit, which Johnson points out uh, he takes as a point of uh, of, of deep personal credit and, and a point of pride for himself. <sighs> so we've established the Star Tribune will will bend over backwards to avoid publishing, publishing anything critical about any DFLer, especially someone who is the current one, our state's current progressive it girl, Ilhan Omar. Uh, and when I say this, this is not just a, a matter of your, your standard rote boilerplate. Uh, here, the media is biased. 
we have it in plain black and white. And I pointed this out to Scott Johnson. Scott pointed out, in fact, I, I was forwarded this um, in a Twitter chain this past week, but Scott quite correctly pointed out the, the chain got it from him, actually from his digging into the campaign finance board report, in which this particular email is buried deep, deep within. Uh, but it made it out on Twitter, I believe, this past uh, past. Uh, Thursday, uh, I started to see this. Uh, Ilhan Omar has a spin doctor, fellow named, as Scott said, Ben Goldfarb, uh, who was in one of these emails caught in the emailed act of trying to fix the media and uh, punditry's coverage of Ilhan Omar. And the email itself is, uh, I, I posted a copy of it at shotinthedark.info. It's uh, it's an email from a woman named Carla Schellberg uh, to other members of the crisis committee. I, I just can't get over that. Uh, Ilhan Omar has a, a crisis committee. Now, bear in mind, whenever you, you bring up reporting from conservative organizations, I mean, forget about Fox News for a moment. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Federalist magazine or National Review or Powerline or Yours truly, for that matter, when I actually get to do actual reporting, the first thing that comes out of a progressive's mouth in response is, it's just biased conservative media. It's not even reporting. It's just conservative opinion. Well, arguably sometimes true, frequently very much not, especially in the case of Scott Johnson's reporting on this issue, where it is, in fact, documentary facts that are being released here. You know, the sort of stuff that news reporters do, only they get to wear the tin reporter's badge that the newspaper gives them, whereas all of us uh, peasants in the alternative media just have to go on our own names and reputations for whatever they're worth. And Scott Johnson and and John Hinderockers are worth quite a bit. So, email uh, from Ben Goldfarb, who is the crisis communications czar on the uh, on, on the crisis committee? And and there's the question I have is if conservative media is just a bunch of opinion mongering cranks, as we are told every time one attempts to cite someone like a Scott Johnson, a John Hinderocker, an Ed Morrissey, a Jazz Shaw, a Mitch Berg, for that matter, in relation to a story, then why do you need a crisis committee? I mean, that's not indictable evidence, so you can defend yourself any way you want, but it seems curious if it's just a bunch of, uh, a bunch of baked wind. Anyway, uh, Ben Goldfarb, uh, Carla Shelberg, uh, actually forward, had forwarded the email from Ben uh, Gold, uh, Goldfarb to the rest of the crisis committee, uh, listed as uh, Carla Shelberg, uh, Shana Berkowitz, uh, Phyllis Weiner and uh, Representative Omar herself. At this point, I believe a state representative. This is email dated August fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. Uh, quote: He did talk to the story and uh, called them trustworthy. Uh, this is power line that they're referring to. Copy is pasted below. Does anyone on the team have a relationship with Blois? This brings us to Blois Olson, who is I've termed him a a human political news aggregator. Basically, you could call him a gossip columnist if you want, but he basically runs a political newsletter in town where pretty much everything that happens is there. I mean, Blois is sort of the definitive authority on on everything that's happening in Minnesota politics, especially here in the Twin Cities, especially in the DFL. 
This is Ben Goldfarb asking, quote, does anyone on the team have a relationship with Blois Olson? Someone should probably reach out to uh, talk off the record and shut it down with him as we do with the strib. I'm going to read that, read that again. Ben Goldfarb in Ray Blois Olson. Quote, someone should probably reach out to talk off the record and shut it down with him as we do with the strib. Right there in black and white. A crisis PR operator working for a DFL figure knows, just as part of the baseline knowledge of doing their job here in the Twin Cities, that, that you can count on the Star Tribune to massage to omit, to finesse facts, and eventually, sooner than later, to spike them so they do not redound to your candidate's disadvantage. Easy peasy. I go on to quote Ben Goldfarb, quote, I don't know him, talking about Blois Olson here, but can do it if nobody else has a relationship, and we can tighten up the statement today in case it does uh, spread and we uh, feel like we need to broadcast something later today. This was, of course, after the original story broke in Powerline about Ilhan Omar's curious marital status, including a second marriage. Which, by the way, the, the the point that's buried in one of the later stories in, in Scott Johnson's series on the subject, pointing out a state of Minnesota marriage certificate between Ilhan Omar and husband number two, the putative alleged sham marriage, was apparently had a female minister as the officiant. This should assuage some of the Sharia creeping Sharia crowd in the GOP. She was married apparently by 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 someone who wasn't a Muslim cleric. Uh, something for everyone in this story. At any rate, the problem with this isn't just that. You can't trust the Star Tribune. We've known this for 30 years if you're conservative in the Twin Cities. You cannot trust the Star Tribune when the chips are down, especially in Ray reporting on DFL officials, on the senior levels of the Democratic Farmer Labor Party and their footprint in Minnesota government. You cannot count on them to tell you the facts. And on the one hand, we all know this. I mean, you say this in polite conservative company, and you'll be told you've been promoted from Captain Obvious to Major Obvious, and you're in line for Lieutenant Colonel. But there's something much worse than that involved here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280, The Patriot, every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280, The Patriot. Across America, it's snoring season. 90 million Americans make this sound every night. 
If you have a blocked or narrow nose, you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Introducing an ingenious Australian invention called Mute. Mute is a comfortable nasal device that helps you breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. Put snoring season to bed, America. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income. And you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at getcash.com. That's getcash.com. Getcash.com. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect Perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-472-1494. 800-472-1494. That's 800-472-1494. So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, should you care to join me. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. By the way, I got a uh, tweet from uh, someone alleges to be, well, a person. Uh, They're copying my longtime idiot stalker so this person is 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 operating from a from a basis of information that could be described as as suspect at best um and and he writes and i quote isn't johnson the dork who used to incessantly blog during bankers hours when he worked at tcf i switched to another bank (laughs) anyway uh i wrote about this in 2005 and, and by the way, this is, is, is part of the, the Berg's Law I mentioned earlier about how no progressive can address any issue uh, regarding dissent from the right without uh, for more than one round of factoids without having to descend into ad hominem. Um, the, the tweeter involved here couldn't even make it through one round. This is a story I first blogged back in 2005 uh, where a fellow named Luke Frankel at uh, a long, long deceased uh, liberal blog uh, 
wrote about uh, a fellow at the at the City Pages named Mike Mosdale, who's long gone because, of course, he cost the City Pages a ton of money. Uh, he Mosdale wrote a piece back in 2005 claiming that Scott Johnson uh, blogged on Company Time. Now, newsflash, just about everybody who blogged in the day did a little blogging on Company Time, but between, you know, doing their actual job, because unless you work on an assembly line, if you work in a primarily mental job, like, say, being a corporate counsel, which, by the way, Scott was for Twin Cities Federal at the time, uh, sometimes you take your brain, go other places and refresh it. And that's the way some of us have in the past, sometimes in the present, uh, kind of refreshed our brains, checking out of uh, the day job for a few minutes to do a little writing and then going back to work, which, by the way, the work you do at your day job, unless you, I don't know, work at a Super America like many of power, uh, I shouldn't say Super America, what am I saying? Well, yeah, unless you work at a convenience store like many of Scott Johnson's critics, all due respect to convenience store workers, but you're, you're judged on how well you do your job, your work prod, your deliverables, your, your lawyering in the case of Scott Johnson. Now, Bill Cooper was Scott Johnson's boss at Twin Cities Federal, and if he were dissatisfied with the quality of work product that his chief legal counsel and the department he led delivered, he'd have a fiduciary duty to his board of directors to deal with it. He didn't. He defended Scott Johnson to the absolute hilt against uh, Mike Mosdale's frankly scabrous accusations and not only defended scott johnson but put his money where his mouth was and pulled all of the uh, advertising uh, oh and went on there pulled all of his advertising from the city pages and when the late um nick coleman protested about that about the affront to free speech that Bill Cooper spending his bank's money the way he wanted to, he, he, he thought it best spent, uh, was that it was an attack on the freedom of speech of the city pages and, and, and urged tw- Star Tribune readers to pull their money from TCF. Bill Cooper pulled a quarter of a million dollars a year in advertising revenue from the Star Tribune, which is a pretty strong endorsement of his chief legal counsel. Apparently that meant that in addition to a little bit of blogging here and there, serious work was getting done. That's the ultimate positive job review. So if a uh, 14-year-old report from Mike Mosdale, Luke Frankel, and Nick Coleman is the best you can do, <sighs> Go sit on the porch. 651-289-4488 or hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. You care to join me? You care to comment? That's what we're here for. As I pointed out with Scott, the real problem with this issue is not just that Ilhan Omar seems to play it fast and loose with the law, uh, immigration law, tax law, campaign finance law. It could be alleged. It is being alleged. Not that you ever find it in the strip or on Minnesota Public Radio or God knows not on Channel 4. But it would seem that there's some steam picking up to these allegations. You could call them a smoking gun. You can call them a bombshell. You can talk them, call them a smoking gun aimed both at Ilhan Omar and the Star Tribune, since it has been shown from Ben Goldfarb in his own words that the Star Tribune is basically a well-trained house pet for the DFL. And in there is the real problem. 
Because many of the benefits of democracy, of, of having a representative republic governed of, by, and for the people, relate to the benefits of transparency. For example, there is never in, in, in a human history dotted with where, where starvation was the end for vastly more people than wars over the centuries and millennia of, human, of the human experience. There has never been an, a, a single famine in a country with a free, both a free market and a free media. Never happened. Between a free, relatively free market and a relatively free media, people get fed. It's one of the huge strengths and resiliencies of our society. And keeping government transparent, making sure people know and can be informed about how their government and its officials are acting, the actions they're taking, is a key part of being able to sustain a representative republic governed un- of, by, and for the people. And to be able to do that, there has to be a certain amount of trust, not just in your fellow citizen, and believe me, in a purple state, that's in serious danger, especially if you look at the, the social media s- circus uh, between the parties in, this, in, in all contested states. But you, you have to have some trust in the people whose job it is to try and keep that government and all of its power accountable to the voters, the people, the people who are supposed to have final sign-off on this stuff. Now, over the last couple of years, we've, we've well, over the past hundred years, we've found all sorts of problems with government accountability. And we've found it, in many cases, through the good offices of a media that, for the longest time, seemed to take that job fairly seriously. When I first started in the news business as a high school kid and in college, the Reporters I dealt with took that duty very seriously. And if now we find in a place that is is, is dominated by a one-party system as the Twin Cities are, as the urban core of Minnesota is, that we can't trust the media to keep the dominant party and really the only party in the 5th Congressional District and the 4th, Hennepin and Ramsey counties, the two most populous cities in this state, the two most powerful political blocks in this state. If we can't trust the media, then there's a real serious question as to whether or not democracy itself is sustainable. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, Gun Nowhere. We'll be right back. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, 
weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Enjoy! It's time for the Narn Report. As the 2019 Minnesota Legislative Session drew to a close, Governor Tim Walz and legislative leaders reached an agreement on a biennium budget, staving off a potential shutdown. Said budget included a middle-class tax cut, but no gas tax nor any gun control provisions. Definitely wins for the Republicans. So what did the GOP have to concede? Well, the medical provider tax, a.k.a. the sick tax, would remain, but at a lower rate of 1.8% something which GOP members warn is an open door to single payer. While on the DFL side, House leaders maintain that gun control will once again be on the front burner in next year's session. All 201 seats in the Minnesota legislature will be up for election in 2020. With that in mind, it appears both sides have firmly set their campaign narratives. I'm Brad Carlson. Join the conversation Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Most people would like more freedom to do what they want, when they want, and on their own time. At Online Trading Academy, we will teach you the strategies so you can have the freedom to do those things. Whether you're looking for a supplemental income, how to better manage your 401k retirement account, or even know how to manage your broker, we are here for you. Online Trading Academy is the world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. Online Trading Academy can provide you with valuable skills that can help you accomplish your goals. Now is the time to get started. Join us this week for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learn with OTA.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.